Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to... Ouch! Oh, sorry, I messed up the intro. The mic just got really hot. What is happening back there? I'm on fire! Wow, it seems like you being on fire was so hot that my mic started to warm up. Someone started a fire! Who started a fire? I mean, I know where you live and it's an area where a lot of people would start fires. Some sort of fire starter! Hang on, are you just making a pun? Yeah, that was a pun. I apologize. Yeah, okay. that was yeah, a... yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm just going to go and drink some water. Don't mind me. Oh, the water is Whoa. boiling. Oh, everything's Whoa. so hot Everything's on fire. It's like 10 degrees more than it should be. Whoa. <laughs> and my hair is flying back because I'm the one doing it. Hey, that's how uh, psychic powers work. I've seen it before. Uh, Really? Yeah. Yeah. Was it in a movie called X-Men? That's. I guess that's the majority of where you would see... Psychic powers, because mm. X-Men's known for, you know, Xavier yeah. and stuff. That's the reason we don't think about it like that, is because Xavier's bald. Mm. But his hair would fly back if he it had any. It would be flowing. He'd have mm. such a massive mane flowing in the air. Mm, absolutely. It'd be beautiful. I would pay to see that visual. I would pay to see Patrick Stewart with <laughs> yeah. a mullet, and the mullet is flying behind him. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, Patrick Stewart, if you're listening, call us up. We'll hook you up. Fifty dollars. Uh, hello, welcome to Oldie What a Goodie. This is episode number seventy-one. It's the podcast where every week we are like, "What in the world came out this mm. week back in the year nineteen eighty-four?" And we pick one of the films that came out and we watch it. We do a full synopsis review. So if you're like, "I want to watch this movie," uh, maybe don't listen. Wow, because we're gonna spoil everything. Uh, saying that. I disagree. You should definitely listen. Well, I mean, you've already pressed press play and heard up to this part, so that means that uh, your play now counts towards our metrics, and that's important. Oh, so just keep listening for two, one. Yep, perfect. Just there gotta we make go. sure. Thanks for that. Thanks for bumping up those ratings. Absolutely. Now you can leave. Wow. My name is Sancho, <laughs> and the rude piece of work over on the other side of the call Whoa, is Zach. Piece of work. Well, okay, fair enough understandable what did you think of firestarter wait firestarter what the one that started the fire here or the movie we watched called firestarter that it just happened to be part of the uh no i meant the arsonist who set fire to your house oh him he was all right i know him his name's a uh, daryl oh classic daryl yeah he's a bit of a drugo um let's nice. not talk about him let's talk about the movie firestarter which i quite enjoyed I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I thought it was good. Uh, it's just an X-Men movie. Yeah. But if it's <laughs> like X-Men didn't suck ass half the time. What a controversial... No, that's not a controversial statement at this point. <laughs> it's not. I mean, not. Dark Phoenix and Apocalypse were the last oh, two that we oh. saw. It's actually incredible. I haven't seen Dark Phoenix, by the way. I couldn't good. stand to go and see Dark Phoenix. The start's pretty good because they're in space in there and like Knight Rider is flashing around. But aside oh, from that, it's pretty cool. bad. Yeah, no. 
because like I waited to see if it got any good review. If it got one good review that I could find, I'm sure there's one out there, obviously. But if there was like one of the majority that came out, I'd have gone and seen it. But there weren't, and I was like, "Ooh, I really don't want to see this." More than anything. How do you be worse than the old ones? The old ones were mostly pretty good. Yeah, they were right, right, actually, yeah. It's because there's Hugh Jackman in them. Anyway, we're sorry that we're going to keep talking about uh, X-Men, because as much as I love Stephen King, Mm. this is just a story about a couple of mutants. Yeah, no, it literally is. And we're going to keep bringing up X-Men. It's it's, uh, about uh, a guy and a girl with psychic powers and they bang and they have a child which has super fire psychic powers whoa whoa yeah and then the government are like i want a piece of those powers give me some of that fire starter am i right Ooh. and they're like no no, no that is no. our child why would no please don't and they're like not give me that child a boy before we get into fire starter um I watched mm. the first half hour of one of your other options from last week called 16 Candles. Oh, yeah? Because I was like, I like coming-of-age films. I love the director. The director mm. did Ferris Bueller. He did Breakfast Club. That's weird, but you've already said you only watched half an hour of it. <laughs> it sucked. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I can explain... Okay, well, first of all, Number one, you would hate it, because all mm. throughout the movie there's random sound effects for no reason. No, I love those, remember? Remember how you hate those and I love those? Uh... I think that random garbage sound effects only can only improve a movie, sure. Well, how about when like there's this, this nerdy character and he's trying oh, to no, do something? No, and immediately <laughs> we're out, because you said nerdy character and I know what that means. Garbage stereotype that isn't funny in any way, shape or form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was awful, but but there's this point where he like he gets an idea, and his eyes light up, and a ding noise plays. <laughs> that happened. Nah, again, sound effects can only improve. The more sound effects, the better. Change my mind. <laughs> there's a scene in the girls' shower, and as soon as you uh-huh. see someone, the boy, boy, boy. That sounds like if you get wasted, that would be the funniest thing of all time. I didn't see this part, but I went through the synopsis, and um, she gets uh, date raped, and the film's like, it's okay to do that. So that's Oof. great. Okay, yeah, no, that took a, that took a drastic turn. The, uh, the, yep, and there is, yeah, an Asian stereotype, and his name is Long Duck Dong. Oh my god. Alright, So, yep. everything about this movie was, um... Of a different time, and I hated it. Yeah, no, that sounds like a yikes. <laughs> well, glad we didn't do that. Yeah, that's a big old oldie for me. Yep. Well, I rate the first half hour in oldie. <laughs> yes, you rate <laughs> the other half an hour you cannot speak for. I cannot speak aside from that part where, yeah, um, she gets... Yeah, no, not good. Not good. Yeah. Not good. Anyway, speaking about n- n- not good, uh, let's not talk about a bad movie. Let's talk about a good movie. <laughs> Holy <laughs> what <a> segue. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Who is this weird owl riding around on your segue? What's going on? Sorry. Sorry. I was speaking and then trying not to laugh at my own garbage segue. So I stumbled through it. 
God. I think what you were trying to say was <laughs> let's talk about the other option from this week, right? <laughs> Sorry. That was, that Amazing. Was that was so good. That was a highlight. <laughs> highlight of the year. <laughs> yep. Sorry. I'm in a giggly mood. That did not help. Woo. Wow. Yeah, the other options you had to choose from this week, Sandro, that I was trying to get to, was... Uh, the Natural, yeah. uh, a sports biopic about Roy Hobbs. Uh, let's get to Firestarter. It was released May 11th, 1984. It's based off a Stephen King novel of the same name. A novel, not a short story. Sandro. Lo- much like uh, Children of the Corn. Yeah, what's who up? Is, who is this Stephen King fellow? I've never heard of him. Has he done any... Has he done any book series and or movies series that he has one hated... And two loved. Uh, he's done the book Carrie, which was turned into a musical. Ah, that's where I and, know him from. And that's why he's he's famous because he wrote a book that was turned into a musical about a girl who gets blood all over her when she's at a prom. Yep, and because of that, uh, she gets very um, the light light reflects off the blood. You could say she's very shiny. Yeah, yeah, Stephen King. Uh- yep. <laughs> She's got the shine, you could say. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, yep, yep. And yeah, I just had to explain the joke just that little bit more. Yeah, we've done another Stephen King adaptation mm. uh, this year, Children of the Corn. I would say that this that this was better because it was just a, you know, a well-made movie, uh, unlike Children of the Corn. Which did you prefer? I liked the concept of Children of the Corn more. Mm, that's um, right. Although I think this movie was better. They both suffer from the fact that they're really long movies. They want to get all the important things from the books in. Like, they add just that little too much from the books, you know? Mm, That extra 20 minutes worth. I get you. Well, the book's about 500 pages long for Firestarter, so it's it's a long one. I was going to try and read it, as I have been on a bit of a Stephen King reading... Mm binge over the past year or so and i yeah i couldn't get around to it mainly because uh i don't know if you know if you know this sack but um the libraries are dead at the moment so. yeah i wonder why no reason it's because all the librarians have died yep the great old librarian death of 2020 yeah convict um... only kills librarians <laughs> if you've ever read a book that's the only thing they kill <laughs> coronavirus is carried around in books absolutely <laughs> that's how you catch it you, yep. you read a book you're dead everyone stay yep. away from books stay on your phone luckily nowadays uh books are kind of dead anyway so <gasps> how dare you sir no you're right i hate yeah, it i mean yeah. I, I, I hate the world we live in it apparently hates everyone too <laughs> so that's good uh, the film was directed by mark l lester he followed this up with a movie in 85 Mm. which is a classic Schwarzenegger movie called Ooh. Commando. Oh, yeah. One of his best, well, one of his cheesiest, I should say. Mm. But who does best in the cheese? Is it not the Schwartz himself? It is definitely the Schwartz. Speaking of the Schwartz, it, uh, this movie is written by Stanley Mann, who also wrote Conan the Destroyer, which oh. is an option coming out later this year. Is it? Oh, my God. We're going to watch Conan the Destroyer? Yes. I mean, it depends who's picking. I'm gonna... No! No! <laughs> no! 
I'm gonna get my comic books out. I'm gonna get my helmet. I'm gonna get my my uh, bearskin kilt. Yep. I'm 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 gonna pull out my sword and I'm gonna be like, there is only one choice. But that's 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 a quote. Diff- yeah. I'm um I'm glad that uh, we're not recording in person anymore because I definitely don't want to see you in a kilt. Yeah, absolutely. No. <laughs> it's it's just a it's just a, a bear cloth, pretty much. Yeah, like a, right. A fuzz cloth. Nice, nice. Because that's what uh, barbarians wear, fact. Do I have anything to wear? Not really. I used to have my old swordcraft outfit, but it was just a leather jacket. <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty good, though. I'll just wear that. Or... Still accurate, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, if you rocked up in, like, short shorts and a leather jacket, <laughs> I'd be like, wow, you did more effort than I did. Yeah, you know? maybe, like, a little bit of, like, blue face paint. Oh Even yeah, dude, that's more done. Braveheart, but whatever, it still counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also thinking of Braveheart. It was the kilt thing. Yeah, Anyways, originally this movie was going to be directed by John Carpenter, guy who did Halloween, guy who did The Thing, oh. bunch of other great horrors as well. They had a screenplay. It was all ready to go. Stephen King read it. He liked it. Gave it the thumb up. But then The Thing um, underperformed in the box office because it was a very scary horror at the time. So naturally, not many people went and saw oh. it. And so Universal Studios were like, you're out of here, Carpenter. You made some of the best horror of all time, but you're out of here. Wow. And they replaced him with Lester. And Lester was really? like, I don't like this script that, oh. that he got made because it's too different to the novel. I'm going to uh, bring in another writer and just just put the novel on screen, almost word to word. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like he could have made a really good adaption of it. That's a bit disappointing, though. I would have loved to have seen him have a go at it. Like, this could have been, like, a classic instead of a... If he did it, people would remember it. Like, Absolutely. More, sure. John Carpenter's Firestarter, like, would be the title. Although it's a Stephen King movie, so it would be Stephen King's John Carpenter's Firestarter. <laughs> and it, it's just their two names, and then at the very bottom, at very small letters, <laughs> it's like, Firestarter. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, there's a quiz question. What is this person's and this person's name of this actual movie? And people are like, I don't know. I just know the director and the writer. I just called the movie John Carpenter, Stephen King. That's the name yeah. of the movie, isn't it? Isn't that the name of the movie? It's on the poster. Yeah. yeah. John Carpenter, Stephen King. Yeah. But no, 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 no. There is a little <laughs> thing. It says Firestarter. But yeah, no. Uh, that would have been really good. Unfortunate they didn't do that. Yeah, I would like to see that. Oh, well. Did the thing bounce back at all, or is it just oh, become the thing, a classic? It's one of those ones where it's like the critics loved it, audiences didn't like it at the time, then came around to it, and it made it all up on like DVD sales in the 90s. Okay, well, uh, I'm glad it made it up a bit, but yeah. I mean, it's a classic. It's one of the best films ever. Can you hear that rain? Yeah, I can hear it. Okay. It's pretty loud. It, it doesn't matter. All right, we can just put a thing here. I'll say, boy... Love that rain when you're recording, especially on those tin roofs. Am I right, Sandro? Oh, it's just like a hot um, rain on a tin <laughs> roof. <laughs> I was like, where is he going with this? It's like a hot what? Oh, it's like hot cat on a hot tin roof is a thing. <laughs> but I couldn't, I couldn't come up with oh, it. Yes, that's... We are like just rocking it at the segues <laughs> and the puns today. It's great. It's, it's the best episode. It's, this is a rocky one. Drew Barrymore plays Charlie McGee. Uh, she was nine when this came out, so it was probably yeah. eight when she was filming. 
Um, she obviously had a pretty rough childhood uh, when as a as a child actor, but this was um, an incredibly early role for her. She did it yeah. two years after ET, and it was like one yeah. of the first ones that she was the main star of. She's such yeah. okay. Hear me out. She's yeah. a good child actor. Boom. Yep. yep. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it now. I felt like she was a child, and there was only at the very end of the movie did she feel like she was reading off a script. Which really saddened me. But for the rest of the movie, I felt like she was a child with powers. So I yeah. thought that was good. Well done, Drew. I liked how um, she just has these random outbursts of, like, yelling. She yeah. just, like, throws a tantrum. It's like, yeah, that's what an eight-year-old would do if they had firepowers. Look, it happens, you know? You're raising a child, it lights the house on fire. That's a thing that happens without superpowers. Imagine trying to raise one with superpowers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Her scenes with her father as well, excellent. Her father is named Andy McGee, which is probably my favourite name that we've done so far this year. Mm, Aside from that one villain from Three Ninjas, that was pretty great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The actor is David Keith. He's in Independence Day. Uh, he's won a yep. bunch of awards for some TV shows he's done. He's just been in a lot of stuff. He's good. He's great. Martin Sheen's in this. He plays Captain Hollister. Uh, he's from Apocalypse Now. He's, of course, the father of Emilio Estevez as well from Marty Ducks and Reaper Man from a couple months mm. back. He's also the father of Charlie Sheen. That's why they got the same oh. last name. He oh. is in this movie, and he plays a character, and the character is just mm. a military dude. Yep. And finally, George C. Scott plays John Rainbird. Yeah, that's the one I wanted. He's, I, yeah, he's like the main bad guy. He's incredible. He's in like Doctor Strange Love. He's in Twelve Angry Men. He's directed a few movies. He's like he's been around. I'll tell you what. Yeah, no, I was looking at his his bio and I was like, oh damn, this guy is this guy's crazy. And I loved him in this movie. He was great. He's great. I think he um like he's just kind of having fun with his evilness. And yeah, no. At this point, like, he's used to playing bad guys in movies. He's just having fun. Mm. He's just being a bad dude. And he's cool. And he does it well. He is a he does. pro. It's really enjoyable. He was he was very... Whatever he was on screen, I'm like, he's going to say something that's going to make me go, ha ha, ah, he's evil. Ah, what a, what a champ. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's my reaction um, to every scene he was in, by the way. Ah, he's evil. Ha <laughs> What a champ. Even the ones where like he's pretending to be good, it's just like, oh, you're so evil. It was it was good because he's being. We know he's the bad guy, but he seems so nice and so mm. like such a good guy, which makes it great. Which what made Solid. the scene so much better. Uh, this has thirty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, audience score of fifty three. Yeah, so critics didn't seem to like it very much. Which I'm surprised. Like the effects. Let's let's talk about the effects for a second. Oh yeah, let's definitely do it. Um, because they're one of the main features of this movie is the fire, the fire effects. Because that's mm. her power; she can summon fire. I thought it was actually pretty good. I thought, yeah, I, yeah, I thought it looked great. I like even now. I'm like, wow, the amount of actual people that look like they were lit on fire for this movie <laughs> is more than one. Yeah, which is impressive. Now, and the physics don't add up. They don't make sense. But it doesn't matter because it looks good. Some of the time they do. Like when she lights his shoes on fire, he runs and oh. chucks them in a toilet. That was all right. I was like, but how did he? How did she light them on fire? That's crazy. 
She's got superpowers. She's got so many powers. Yeah, I thought that was good. The explosions looked great. The finale where she's shooting the balls of fire <laughs> honestly weren't that bad. They looked good, I, yeah. I was still impressed. It's mostly because the amount of like prop usage of actual people that looked like they were near explosions that went mm. off. Pretty crazy. There, there was one shot where she fires a fireball at a dude and then he like springs up into the air and hits a tree. And that was pretty obvious that it was a dummy. <laughs> Oh, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of dummy work, but I yeah. I thought that was very funny. I was thoroughly really impressed with the the uh, special effects team. Good job. I agree. I agree. Yeah, lighting lighting bricks on fire. I'm not sure about that one, but <laughs> the effect was very cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of the critics, from what I could tell, were like, "Yeah, the effects are good," but a lot of people just found it kind of boring. They didn't really care much about the characters, which I think. Oh, really? I think that's gonna happen with a book adaptation as well, because you have to do extra work, especially seeing as this was a pretty faithful ad- adaptation without much else put in. Okay, I liked the characters. I thought the character, like, we've got our two main characters, and we care about them because they seem pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. may- maybe that's why I enjoyed the film, because if I didn't care about those two characters, that's 90% of the film. I definitely found them quite likeable as well. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not too sure uh, what the people of 84 thought. you got to be different from the other movies, and you got to keep the critics' attention, and you've got to not bore them. If you yeah. go too long, you bore them, which is probably the problem with this movie. It's long. It's quite familiar as well. At this point, there were quite a few. What if we experimented on a person and then they accidentally got some powers? Mm. Like there was a lot of yeah. that as well. There was the a 80s. lot of that. So it it yeah. suffered from too much competition. It happens. Um, but it did have the Stephen King name on it, and usually that means it makes the dollars. So it cost twelve million dollars to make. What do you think it made in the U.S.? Only got domestic numbers. That's pretty good for all the fire effects that I was impressed with. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. Um, I'm gonna say it made thirty mil. A little less, quite a bit less actually. Okay, nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. Oh, really? Yeah, nineteen million. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, at least it made its money back. Let's just jump right into Firestarter. The font is red, but really that wasn't a surprise because this movie's about fire. But 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 more importantly, Sandro, mm. it was like orangey at the bottom, and it got redder as it went up, like it was like a, like a fire. Yeah. Like if it was like a like the hues changed as it went up to make it look sort of fiery. Very realistic. They did their work. They looked at a flame and went, "We're gonna do that." I mean, they had enough around, they're probably like, hmm, that is the colour of a fire. Yeah. That's the font colour. Oh, and the it's music there. during the opening credits. So chill, oh, yeah. so thin, so synthy. Yeah, and I do love synth. I'm a big fan of synth. The band I... that made this music, uh, they're a German band called Tangerine Dream. Say here they've released almost 100 albums. No, uh, over 100 albums. Whoa, whoa. That's more than two. That's crazy. That's a massive amount. They're good. They're great. I love the music. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a vibe fest. Like, we were vibing for Breakin', but we were oh, also yeah. vibing for Firestarter. I thought it was good. I definitely vibed more with Breakin'. That's fair. But that was because the main focus of that movie was the music mm. and the dancing. Whereas this one, it was the focus on the story, and then the music was just there, and it was good. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's my thoughts on that. I liked how the movie threw you right into the action. Didn't have any boring narration. Oh, no narration. Yeah, get it out of here. 
boring ass explanations get them out of here yeah we're just jumping in there and you gotta figure it out because we respect you as an audience we think you're smart not like marvel movies whoa boom shots fired shots absolutely fired no this movie is deep just like a Zack schneider dc film but at least it doesn't pander to the i hate it you know what I hate it now because I notice it every time it happens and it hurts. What do you mean? This character has got powers and this is where they came from and now I'm going to tell you a sad story uh, about my life. Uh, what it. was that? Every X-Men movie? Uh, yeah, it's got the, 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 the dad and the daughter. They're running through the streets and there's a car f- following them with some evil agent dudes in them. Yeah. And then the dad's like, I can use my powers to control people's minds. Really what they should have done? was have the characters' names just sort of flash on screen with some, some like, arty font behind yeah. it. In, like, a big uh, montage, it just showed you all the names of the characters and uh, their powers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then throughout the movie, you exposition their backgrounds about, hey, they murdered their family. Yeah. And at some point, you have the main character go, yeah, what are we, some sort of suicide squad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there should also be one character that shows up without an introduction and then dies 10 minutes later. Yes. And then you should have the main plot be total bullshit and the movie suck ass. Yeah, I... It ends with the bad guy doing a doing a hula hoop dance, and then oh, yeah. there's a bunch of monsters. Oh god, let's not talk about Suicide Squad. Uh, that anyway. movie, Suicide Squad, gets a uh, gets a Vincent Deceasement Award. Yeah, for no. last year. What do we call it this year? The Cracked, Just Plain Broken Award. <laughs> the Just Plain Broken Award. That goes to Suicide Squad. Yeah, no, absolute That's... garbage. Anyway. Uh, aside from my quick review of Suicide Squad, <laughs> um, a movie from four years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, 1940, just four years ago. Nice. He's been chased uh, yep. by these agents. Uh, there's like men in suits in a car. They chase him. Yeah. But then he like spots them. So there's a bit of a, a running chase as they jump out of the car. But he, he manages to get into a taxi. Mm. And then we see his mind powers at work. Because the agents talk about, like, don't make eye contact or something. Yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, don't make eye contact. He can control you and stuff like yeah, that. Kind yeah. of alluding to it. But then we see it pretty quickly. They don't try and hide it. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, he puts his hand to his head and he uses his mind powers to tell yeah. the taxi driver to just drive. Yep, and he yep. does. He uses the power of a scrunched up face and controls the mind of a taxi driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved, I loved it every time he did it. It was great. It's good. It's and good. what was it? He hands him a dollar note mm. and then tells him it's a $500 note so he'll drive him to the airport. Feel bad for that taxi driver. He's going to wake up the next day and be like, I just have a dollar. Yeah. This sucks. That taxi driver is the real, yeah, he's... Yeah, he's the real victim of this. He's the victim of this film, you're right. Anyway. We get some flashbacks to see his origin story, yeah. Oh, hey, they did it. They gave us flashbacks. Nice. The flashbacks are, um, he's he's in some sort of experiment where they're filling him up for some sort of experimental drug and it gives him powers and it gets him high and he also meets this woman and they're like hey you're cool and that's the flashback oh and it ends with some guy Mm. bleeding from the face which is pretty oh yeah 
kills like eight of the ten people that they're performing this experiment on and leaves two allies and they get psychic powers. Yep. The other people, what? Yeah, they die. They all die. One of them, his eyes like just start pouring with blood. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yep. Cool. Then we go back to the car and yep. we get some hints towards the fact that Drew Barrymore might have might have just killed her mum. She didn't though. Yep. She didn't though. She didn't. Yeah, no, it was a little weird. Uh, she did light her on fire at some point, you know, yeah. as you do. It's gonna happen. Light your mum on fire. It's gonna happen. Yeah, we all do it. It's all part of raising a child, is just getting lit on fire. Speaking of being lit, Apocalypse is the worst (laughs) (laughs) movie. They literally introduce his character by doing a flashback. Think about Thanos. Thanos doesn't get flashbacks till much later in the movie. Yeah. Flashbacks should be reserved for later once we... You know, got a feel for the character, you know? And speaking about Apocalypse, Predator 2 is one of the worst sci-fi films I've ever Mm. watched. I mean, the entire first 30 minutes is literally just a war on a street with gangs and cops, and I'm like, I don't care, give me a Predator. You just want that Predator boy where you get I just want that Predator. Anyway, so they go to the airport, and... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Drew Barrymore, she lets some some she lets some dudes uh, uh, choose and fire. Yeah, dudes being a dick to his old girlfriend or something. Yeah, the main character's like, "Wow, she's so sad. I'm gonna help her out. I'm gonna light this guy's shoes on fire." <laughs> That's what she says. She turns to the camera yes. and goes, "Now this person right here is very upset, so I'm gonna light the person who's making her upset shoes on fire." Yeah, it was really weird that they broke. The third wall there. Charlie and Andy head off to the motel. We get some mm. more flashbacks to that scene that we just mentioned where um the mum's gloves caught on fire. Because he's training her powers. He's got like a bit of toast mm. on tongs. And what he does is he like tells her to, to roast it a bit and then he tries to, to stop her from overcooking it. But she uh, she can't control her powers very well so she lights the toast on fire. That's right. She wants to do more training, but they're like, nope, that's it for today. And then she's like, I want to do it more. And then she lights her mum's uh, oven mitts on fire that she's wearing. Oven mitts, yeah. And then the mum gets rather upset, but then, you know, realises that she's just a child. You're teaching a child to burn things. We cut to, I guess, a couple days later, still in still in the flashback, Andy comes home, he sees the house is completely empty, goes over to a cupboard, and there's just the wife, she's dead. Yeah, he follows a trail of blood, because mm. he finds a trail of blood. Really cool um, synth music during this scene, uh, very reminiscent mm. of Halloween, which I thought was quite yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, It's very much like, doo-doo-doo-doo, that's not it at all. That's Twilight Zone. That's, that's, yeah, wow. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes, I know of synth. The music. Mm. Good job, Sandro. He then continues to fall over everything in the house. Yeah, uh, he really isn't a very coordinated man throughout <laughs> no, this movie. Not. He's really not. For some reason. But I guess he's upset at the moment, so yeah. that's fine. I still thought it was funny how, like, he opens a door and then trips on nothing. <laughs> yeah. While screaming, Charlie! And then just trips over everything. Yeah. I thought it was... Uh, um quite a comical moment and quite a sad scene yeah oh well uh he then uh finds his daughter gets uh finds his daughter being captured by some goons and he gets real mad mm-hmm. 
uh, and then he uses his mind powers to make them think they've gone blind, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, they're, they're like writhing on the ground, being like, can't see, I can't see, it's pretty. Yeah. yeah, and like, he just wrecks them with mind powers. Mm. Drop the gun, and he drops the gun, and it's like, alright, you can't see anymore, idiot. Yeah. And then they're both blind, so he drives off with his daughter. I liked how in the credits, those two were credited as blind agents that's the characters names oh that's funny i didn't i didn't know that that's good oh that's good i was just vibing the music and i stuck around for the credits and saw that they were called blinded agents and i was like that's pretty funny uh then we cut back to the real time and we cut to the shop which is the government facility where all these guys are doing different experiments on trying to get some powers yeah trying to get some powers working we see uh the doctor from the flashbacks who gave Andy and uh, his wife their powers. We see him. He's talking to Martin Sheen and then in comes Mr. John Rainbird and he's like, you know what I want to do with Charlie? We know Charlie exists and we know she's got fire powers. We know that. So what we want to do is we want to take her, become friends with her and use her to basically nuke the world. What? This is preposterous! How dare you! I'll shut all this institute down! She is a threat to humanity herself! She could potentially, when she grows older, just explode and rape the Earth! Just go, boop, and there goes the Earth. Just, That's the Earth, gone! Right in front of you. She's insane! How dare you, sir! I'm going to have a word with the board, grumpy old scientist here... I'm going off. Bum, 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 bum. Well, me, Mr. John, I'm going to sneak up on you sleeping and I'm going to karate chop your nose into your brain. Well, thank you for telling me that. I will make sure to wear a, a karate chop proof mask. Oh, no, I just ruined the continuity of the movie. <laughs> Turns to camera, winks. End of <laughs> oh, film. No, stop. <laughs> stop with the third wall breaking. Ah, uh, I did like the scientist, though. Anyway. He is cool. I, it's a shame he gets karate chopped in the face. Yeah, no. That was such a weird moment. Like, why is that the way that John kills him? It is a really weird moment. You're not wrong. I he like although we do know in the movie he likes to see people's eyes when he kills them. Mm. So I think the reason that seems so weird is because he makes sure that the like scientist is looking at him when he like kills them. There's a lot of stuff about that character that I think would be expanded on in, in the book like every now and then he like touches his left shoulder and i'm not really mm. sure why he's doing that sure well i think he somewhere. does actually genuinely explain some of it because i think he because he he says when he's trying to you know befriend the girl he explains that he was part of the vietnam war and stuff oh yeah he does and i think and i think in the books as well like he's actually part of that mm. and he's he's being truthful there anyway he's a really interesting bad guy yeah he's cool i love because he's got lots of like weird quirks that he does yeah like he has like one eye that's like semi-blind mm. yeah. it looks like it's had like acid poured on his cheek or something there or something it's crazy andy and charlie they find this guy with a car and they uh they hitchhike with them this old man mm. Oh, hey there, Bobby. He says Bobby a lot. He calls all of them Bobby, which I found amusing. Yeah. Oh, hey there, Bobby. Where you heading? Just, just hop in my car. We'll go to my place and have some dinner. 
Oh, my wife, whose also name is Bobby, <laughs> she will be delighted to have a couple of Bobbies in her uh, Bobby abode. Okay, I'll come with you. Well, I'm coming with you. How about I tell you our life story? Oh, what's your life story? Did you light some secret agents on fire? Nope. Nope, that's not ah. it. We're just two normal people looking for some food. Oh, thank goodness, because I'd hate to be inviting some super-powered people into my place. Hey, excuse me, Mr. Sir, I think I've got to confess something to you. Oh, no. I'm not lying. I'm just joking with you. Oh, no, thank goodness, thank goodness. Sorry. Yeah, we're we're escaping some people because we lit stuff on fire. Oh, that would explain why the girl can light things on fire with her mind. Yeah. Anyway, they go to his place, and uh, we meet uh, a nice, lovely couple, and I liked them. They were it was nice. like an old couple. They ran a little farm with chickens. And then Charlie can sense that there's some uh, some bad guys coming down the road. And so she gets real hot, and they're like, hot diggity damn! Whoa! That lady be lighting this place on fire! Wow! Those powers must be real. I'm sorry for doubting you, good sir. I'll go get my gun. All right. Uh, I'm going to go outside, talk to these agents. So they go outside, and all these agents sort of park in a yep. nice little row. Yeah, almost perfect for a couple of those cars to blow up, and you get a full view of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very convenient for that. The dad is like, howdy ho, agents, how you doing today? And they're like, howdy, fellow, we'd like to just take some of these friendly folks back to our place so we can probe them to death. Wouldn't hey, that be grand? You know, why don't I ask my daughter? Hey, daughter, do you want to go get probed? No, I don't want to go get probed. All right, then. How about we light you on fire? Oh, and then uh, she lights them on fire. This is the exact scene, by the way, word, yeah. word for word. Yeah. I like the part where the agent went, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny moment. Yeah. I did write this note down, though. Uh, I said, I like how the agents are all wearing different colored suits. Oh, yeah. Yes, they were. They, they, they weren't all wearing weird. black government agent tuxedos that you'd usually see. They were wearing brown ones, and there was a blue yeah, one. Yeah, and nice. I guess that makes more sense than secret government agents wearing all the same suit. Yeah. Because then you'd be like, who are these people all wearing the same suits? They'd be very obvious to the public that they're, if they're just some guys in some suits, eh, whatever. Could be the mafia. We don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to mess with the mafia. Nah. I hear they have a girl that can light fires with her mind. <laughs> now that's a movie. Yeah, so that that's exactly what Charlie does. She stares at them all intensely and they light and fire. Ooh, I love it. I love it when uh, they get her to stare angrily. <laughs> and then her hair, they get like a blow dryer and her hair is sort of flying back. And the sweat. I love it how the the people, whenever they use their mind powers, they sweat profusely yeah it was good i thought that was an interesting touch but it was very cool i liked it i liked the effects in this movie it was good yeah the car explosions looked excellent like it added that gritty realness mm. to these sort of things like they could have easily just not done that and it would have been the same movie except it wouldn't have felt as real but because they're actively like all these people are sweating profusely Especially yeah. anybody who's around her fire stuff. Like, some of them are being cooked alive. Mm. I bet they're sweating pretty heavily. I want to know exactly um, how her fire works. I guess she just, like, raises the temperature in her immediate area. Yes. That's kind of how it works. But then later on, she can throw fireballs. Yeah, no, no, no. But she can also concentrate it. We know for a fact she can she concentrate can it. So I think she just generally raises the temperature around her. 
but also like concentrates it in a, like a spot. Mm. And so that way she can like raise it to ridiculous levels around her, but also light things that should not be lightable on fire on fire. Yeah, yeah. Like shoes or concrete bricks. Yep, there is concrete bricks. But with the concrete bricks, it almost looked like she was throwing gas towards the bricks and then lighting it. Mm. Which No, but I think that was just like mind powers that were ebbing towards Yeah, it. I think so. But it yeah. it looked an awful lot like gas, but it probably was just... Yeah, yeah just, I'm not thinking she farted at Just her mind stuff. That would be a whole other movie. <laughs> that... That's definitely a comedy superhero movie where there's just... Uh, that's 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 like a Shrek moment. Where he like <laughs> exactly. farts at a candle to light the fireplace on fire. It's good oh. stuff. Anyway, they burn all of the agents. Bunch of them run away. Grandpa, the old grandpa guy, he gets shot. But only in the shoulder. Don't worry, he's only not dead. Only in the shoulder. No, he's not. Yeah. He's not dead. And he's like, you can take my Jeep and uh, get yeah. out. Here, so they do. They go into town, and immediately the real villain of this movie, this elderly lady, calls up the shop and are like, "They're here in the village," and so they come get them. Damn, secret agent old lady. Yeah, calling them out. Exactly. Well, yeah, it was very weird. I was like, "Who are these people? Are they important?" Nope. No. Never show up again. Maybe in the book they were, but like, I guess they were just secret agents in hiding that found them. I guess. So. I don't know. Yeah, very old secret agents from back in the 60s or something. Yeah. But yeah, the two, they go to like a lake house. Yeah, they go to their, oh, her old grandpa's house. Yeah. he's He's been dead a few years now, but they, they still know his old house. So they go back to the house and they, they have a good chat about how their lives are over and they're doomed and they're all going to die. Yep. It's good. It's good to him. Uh, but then, then he's like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Everything will get back to normal." And she's like, "It's never gonna be normal. Never gonna be normal. No." Wah. Yeah, they just kind of hang out for a bit. Meanwhile, John and his gang of cohorts are mm. uh, stealing some letters out of a postal van. Now, I just qu- quickly want to bring this up on the uh, on the scene where we see the mailman pick yeah. up the letters from the postal yeah. box. It says that um the last mail pickup in this town is at 5:30 p.m. Yeah. That is an awful late time for the mailman to pick up some mail. Well, it might be at the end of his rounds, you know. But we did then see that, you know, he gets in the car and then drives off. So he's still got to drop it off. I don't know. Like uh he is just picking up the mail to be sorted. It might be like they sort it the next day sort of thing, you know. Perhaps, so. yeah. Yeah. But still Still, 5.30. It's a little I late. I mean, yeah. It's a little, it's late. a little late. But anyway, they knock him out and they steal... They don't knock him out, Sandra. All the letters. He is... He's not just having a nap. He's having a perma-nap. I'm pretty sure he chokes him to death. Well, that's the difference oh. between you and I. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're an optimist. You think that's people true. die and I think that they just get knocked out. Yep, he's just having a nice nap. Lying on the ground. Anyway, they uh, find out from the post that where the the two fams live, and they uh, and they go over to the house. John yep. he sets up watch with his sniper rifle, packed full of tranquilizers. And as yep. the two leave the house, he tranks them both. Yep, pop pop, and they die. <laughs> yep, end of the movie. Oh, sorry, you're right. They got they got knocked out. Yeah, sorry. I'm just I keep thinking people have died when mm. they get knocked out. You keep thinking they've 
got knocked out, when they died. It's confusing. Anyway, they wake up in the shop. We're introduced to Dr. Pinchor, his actual yep. name. Which I thought it was amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> the doctor's name is Dr. Pinchor. That's great. I love that. They wake up. Charlie is met by Martin Sheen, and he comes up to him and is like, Hello, kid. You know, I actually think of you as my own daughter. Oh, yeah, that was weird. What Cooperate the... with me. Yeah, that, what? No, no, you don't. <laughs> like, very obvious. Like, I guess he's talking to a child, so he can be pretty pretty obvious and it won't matter because it's a child. Yeah. But no, absolutely not. <laughs> no. No. He's just like, I think of you as my own daughter. First of all, she just met you. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's so weird. We literally just met. You're my daughter now. <laughs> okay. Really weird. Also, everyone in this movie for the next, like, 40 minutes is just saying, I want to become best friends with Charlie. I mean, look, if I knew someone had the ability to crack the earth wide open like a like a gourmet oyster mm. that's going to give you a sick stomach in the morning, then I would want to be their friends as well. Yeah, that's... That's true, that's true. They had the ability to just be like, hey, do you want to be a shish kebab? And you're like, no. And then she's like, well, too bad. (laughs) Best friends we are. Best of friends. I did like how Martin Sheen, he he leaves her a cup of hot chocolate and then she just boils it with her mind. And the look of the hot chocolate just boiling, (laughs) overflowing is great. Oh yeah, it's great because it's like a a happy... uh... Uh, catch mug or something. Yeah. It looks so sad once it has, like, the, the hot chocolate's ruined. The room she's being kept in, though, not too bad. Yeah, it's a really nice room. I mean, I think these are obviously, like, a house that they've gone to. Yeah. And then they've just boarded up. They, like... So, they, the people captured, like, try and open the windows, but they just lead to concrete walls. Mm. And it's very clear that the, the props will just, like, will get just get a regular house, and then you put concrete, quotation mark, barriers, quotation mark, yeah. in the windows. But it's still very cool. It's like a it's surreal cool. effect. It's like, ah, this is a fake house. Mm. It's also the house itself. It's just pure white. Looks quite, like, white yeah. housey. And it's a very fancy house, and I thought that when she eventually destroys it, it was really cool to see such a nice house burn. Yeah, get wrecked, nice house. Yeah. We cut to Andy. There's a great quote here where uh, the scientists are saying, Come on, Andy, take this pill. Come on, swallow. Because he's refusing to take the pills. It's it's not the scientist. It's one of the, like, a scientist assistant. Yeah, one of the assistants. This random scientist assistant that's just, like, trying to jam these pills into him. Yeah, it's like a friend of the director who managed to work his way into a speaking role. (laughs) Yep. It's great. Come on, swallow the pill, man. Come on, swallow the pill. Get that pill in your tum tum. <laughs> Direct quote. What was that accent? <laughs> Is that Arnie? I don't know. It's it's not. It's not Arnie. It's like the uh, sleazy bad guy. <laughs> okay. Come on, eat the pill. Come on. Mm. We got to get to the chopper, man. <laughs> Take the pill and then we got to go to the chopper. We got to get to the chopper, man. And then you can Come swallow on. the chopper as well. Come on, swallow the chopper. <laughs> uh, John's plan is to become best friends with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, he's... 
he says this before. He's really creepy. He's a creepy about dude. All this. Yeah. He is very creepy, and it's like, yes, we're going to be best of friends. Best of friends. <laughs> oh, you made it worse. You made it worse. <laughs> I know. You're welcome. Uh, he doesn't do that, but he's like, we're going to be best friends. Like manipulative about it because he like oh i'm just a simple taxi guy i don't even want to work for these guys no i i i'm just a cleaner dude but secretly he's he's a top agent i do have um something to ask you though because during this scene the lights in the facility will go out and he acts quite strange he's like i don't like the dark it reminds me of when i was put into a cell during the war or something the way that the actor plays that is like the character genuinely is afraid of yeah, yeah, the dark. Yeah, yeah. It's quite and good. I think he was. I think yeah. he was in the movie and the books and stuff. Which is it's good. It's quite good. It's a good scene, that one, actually. I quite like that one. Yeah. But it also helps him because they become closer friends after that. I was I was wondering if they were going to be like, haha, it was all a ruse that we made. But they didn't. So I think it was a genuine moment of that bad guy's character that he doesn't like the dark. He also says that he will help her see her dad because obviously they are locked up in two separate rooms but to do that she needs to go along with some of their various experiments and tests so she does that Mm. she goes to uh she goes to this room and she lights some some wood chips on fire she also i I like the quote where she's like wood chips they should have got me something harder Yeah. yeah that's right oh and she boils a bathtub full of water as well but yep. manages to stop it boiling i think so i think her powers are sort of entity like a bit like um what's that one game where someone has psychic powers beyond two souls yeah i think it's that one yeah beyond two souls yeah yeah, yeah. it's like that one where it's like a weird sort of entity mm. that she controls with her mind powers maybe but we never get explanation for that but she treats it like an entity, yeah. which is really interesting. So I thought yeah, I thought that was very cool. She's always like, "Back off, back off!" Like she's she's telling it, yeah. Rather than yeah, which I thought was very cool. I liked it. It piqued my like, "Hey, this mm. is more in depth than it lets on," and it like it never explains that, which I like. Yeah, I feel like I might have to read the book because that is quite an interesting. Yeah, idea. I don't know. Okay, I've got some questions here. Obviously, okay. Charlie, she's about eight years old in this. Yep. Um, but she's out on a horse ride yep. with John. Because he's like, oh, man, I couldn't get you with your father, but I managed yeah. to get you outside with some horses. Isn't yeah, he's, cool? just a, he's just a cleaner at the, this facility. Yep. How does she not realize that he's obviously... Like, how does he get access to horses and allows her to leave her room and ride on horses with him if he's just a janitor? She's a child, and he's telling her he can do these things, you know. Anyway, he's like, "You've got to keep doing the experiments, and then I'll, and then I'll let you meet your dad." Yeah. Uh, and so she then explodes the brick wall, as you mentioned. Yeah. Ah, that's a cool scene because she keeps raising that temperature, and it gets crazy. Like all the electrical equipment starts melting, everything starts going crazy. Mm-hmm. Like she explodes this wall. And then this time, because she said before, I like the she was like, next time they need more water. And so this time they have this <laughs> giant, like, mini pool full of ice. Yeah. And after all this crazy stuff happens, she quenches it in this ice and it instantly, like, 
pulverizes this ice and melts it all and stuff. Yeah, that was such a good moment. That was yeah, so that was good. a cool scene. I liked the uh, the conversation afterwards as well because they're all like, "Wow, she's so she's so powerful. What are we gonna do?" And John's like, huh, "Yeah, she might be powerful, but if she gets out of control, I'll just karate chop her face." Yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. exactly what he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was it? I liked I liked in the first one because she manages to just because whoever's running the test runs out of the room and forgets to lock the door behind, so she just <laughs> leaves and goes back to her room. And the leader's like, "All right, someone go after her," and like none of the scientists want to, <laughs> yeah, because she'll just explode. So. Is it John? Is that the guy's name? Yeah, John's the bad man. Yeah, he's the bad, bad guy. He's like, yeah, doesn't any of you want to go after her? Come on, someone speak up. <laughs> and then he and then he goes after her, because he's like, haha, you're all afraid. Uh, yeah, I love that scene. <laughs> it, was it was so good. good. It was really funny. Uh, we cut to Andy. Andy uh, is not taking his pills. He's still refusing to take his pills, but that means that he still has his powers. So Martin Sheen takes him out for a walk and it's like look uh we can't do much with you here at the shop we're gonna fly you out somewhere else a helicopter's gonna come by and pick you up and he's like ah yes but you are holding a snake yes (laughs) you are holding snake yes and the guy's like oh my god i'm holding a snake and he's like aha i can make him do stuff you will bring my daughter with you and the guy's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, I think you mean yes. And he's like, oh, I actually did mean yes. Thank yeah. you for using your mind powers. Now I Thanks agree. So. Thanks for reminding me. So that uh, they get a letter to Charlie yeah. and she... <laughs> it's quite a funny scene, actually. It's Because she's reading the letter and nodding along to the narration that happens, which is Andy's voice as she reads it. Uh, it's good. You've got to dispose of the letter. And she's like, mm, yes, I do. And like she nods her head. She is told to go to the stables that evening and they will all meet up. But she uh, she tells John, Oh my God, my dad found a way to escape. And he's like, oh, awesome. <laughs> really cool. Cool. Tell me all about it. She's like, oh, I don't know. He just said to meet at the stables at this time. And he's like, oh, good. How? about that crazy do you want me to do it i can bring you there and she's like nope but that's fine my dad's doing i don't want to get you in trouble and he's like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i don't want to be the one in trouble let me go get my gun yeah yeah so he leaves to go get his gun (laughs) to go get his gun and then he and then he hides out in the stables waiting for her to rock up she rocks up but then (gasps) her dad walks through the door yeah and her dad's like don't trust john he's the guy who tranked us yeah how does he know that um she gets tranked first and he's like no what happened so i guess he might have seen yeah maybe i don't know i i never i never saw the bit maybe he just learns it and we don't see that. Don't know. Anyway. Anyway, he knows. And so she's like, is it true? Did you track us? And he's like, yeah, I did. That's right. Am I your friend? Yes, I am your friend. But I also tracked you. You've got a friend in me. So don't light the hay on fire or you'll kill all the horses. But you've got a friend. That's how the song goes. That's exactly how it goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's like, you can light the place on fire, but this horse is still stuck inside the barn. And so yep. she lets the horses go and then burns the whole place down. Yep. Dad uses his mind powers. 
and to make him jump off the rafters, but he survives the jump and then he shoots dad. Yeah, John and shoots then dad. She's like, "No, my dad! How dare you!" And then he's like, "Look at me! Look at me! I love you, child!" And then and then he shoots a bullet at her, but she uses her mind powers to explode the bullet. Oh, she's now bulletproof. Yes, she's an eight-year-old bulletproof killing machine. Yep. And then she explodes Johnny Boy, and it looks great. I love it. He goes flying, and then his corpse is like burning. Yeah, it's but it, good. it looks the the like whatever they the prop they made, they actually made the dummy look like him. So it looks like he's burning. It's good. I it's really it. good. I appreciate the detail. Yeah. When they make undetailed dummies, you can tell. But when you make the detailed dummies, when they burn, it's good. Yeah, they spent the extra twenty bucks. On the face. And it looks good. And I appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, she's just like walking outside. People are shooting at her and the bullets are exploding. So she's oh. completely bulletproof. She's yep. throwing giant flaming balls of stuff at people. Yeah, she's now has apparently the ability to summon these fireballs. Which is just Don't like, know where that came from, but it looks awesome. Hell yeah. There's a pretty cool scene where Dr. Pinchaw, he sees her and is like, Oh no, I've got to get out of here. So he jumps in the car drives away he's driving for about 10 seconds and she's like yeah that's your lead and then she just blows him up it's a pretty stupid action like oh i loved it <laughs> it's so ridiculous i thought it was so much fun because she it's just literally all right this is the climax of the movie she wrecks everything <laughs> she just kills everyone which is an amazing ending yeah um oh there's a car with a machine gun that she mm. like flips and yep. it's obvious that it's like two shots kind of stitched together, but the car flips like inches away from her. The, the yeah. way it lands, it's so unbelievably close she to the She yeets a helicopter. Oh, the helicopter as well. She, she yeets a dude into a tree, I think you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, that was it's amazing. I, I laughed a lot. <laughs> yeah, and then she yeets the building. She like tosses <laughs> some fireballs in there, they explode, and the building oh. just freaking cocks it. It looks good. It, it looks so... Mm. I would even say it looks better than the Independence Day, like, model oh! destruction. I don't know. I don't know. No? I'd have, to, I'd, have to, I'd have to go back. Yeah, but it's, it's very good effects. It's really solid. And then I, I really like the ending, because then it cuts away from this, and she's, uh, she's hitchhiked. Oh, there is a cool Ooh. moment, though. Right after she destroys the house, she says, For you, Daddy. I thought that was nice. Yep. She dedicates uh, yeah. the death and destruction to her dead father who gave her fire powers. That is true. That is true. Then she's hitchhiking, and we see her go back to the old farm with the nice old man and lady. Can I live with you? Uh, she doesn't say that, thank God. No, she doesn't. They do have a scene where they're going to the New York Times, mm. just at the very end, and she like looks up into here and she's like, We're doing it, Daddy! <laughs> Yeah. And that was the one moment in the entire film that it felt like she was reading off a script because it required her to do something that a normal person wouldn't do. So yeah. it felt unnatural. Whereas yeah. the rest of the film, she felt very natural. That was a very, like, movie moment. Yeah, yeah it was a very movie moment. But it was good. It was good. Uh, and that is Firestarter. Definitely, I think. Mm. I'm gonna have to hold my vote till after we've read the reviews. Oh, you're not gonna, you're yeah. not gonna rate it. I'm not gonna rate it. I'm not gonna rate it. Wow, it's an under. Wow, this is unprecedented. This yeah. has never happened before. It's just because I wanted to make a tiny joke. That's it. And I wow. forgot the ordering of the script, so I was like, "Oh wait, 
This joke only works if I wait till after the, <coughs> the reviews. The dedication to the joke. I'm giving this a goodie because I can rate it because yeah. I'm not a sellout. And I'm definitely not going to rate it also a goodie, <laughs> but I'm going to wait till I can make the joke. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, there's some stuff with the physics, particularly in that final battle. It's pretty stupid, but I don't care. It was a lot of fun. And yeah, it is basically an X-Men movie, but I think it's better and or as good as some of those. Before we pitch our own sequels to Firestarter, there is a sequel. There is a sequel. Oh, okay. Came out in yep. 2002. It's a TV oh, really? two-part miniseries huh. called Firestarter Rekindled. Ooh, I like that. That's good. That's a good sequel name. Yeah, it's a direct sequel to the film. It's got nothing to do with the books, and it looks like the worst. Yep. It looks... Just imagine this on a TV budget with the lead meant to look, I don't know, like 18-ish, so it's trying to get to that mm. young adult audience Yeah. in 2002. It looks... That's, that sounds like it's already an oldie. Yeah, that sounds... Awful. Uh, but then, but uh, aside from that, there is a remake currently in the works uh, with Blumhouse. Uh, we do know the director of the movie. He hasn't done yeah. anything else, but who knows? Like, I'd watch a remake. Yeah. Could be good. Oh, absolutely. Although it would be full of CGI, which would make me sad. But, yeah. Could be cool. Although, know. if it's Blumhouse, they usually make stuff on a super low budget, so maybe... I, I'd, I'd be down for, like, super low budget. That'd be cool. All you really need to do is just light stuff on fire. Yeah, pretty much. And then you're done. Easy done. That's the movie. And that's what I appreciated about this film. It was just fire. Mm. And you can't you can't get more real than lighting stuff on fire. Now it's time for us to pitch our own sequel or remake or whatever. after the raving reviews? No, we do, it first. we do it first. Oh, okay. First. Yeah, no, Never mind first. then. I'm wrong. You'll make your joke later. You'll make your joke later. I want to get there. I haven't rated the movie yet. Uh, what's an idea for a sequel that you have? It's uh, it's maybe two or three years in the future. Hmm. Um, and she's grown up a bit. She's now a whole, like, looking 11 years old, you know? Yep. Uh, on the farm, she's feeding chickens at the moment. When? A couple of, uh, evil-looking limousine, just, just black cars, just black cars roll up. Rolls Royces. Mm -hmm. Evil Rolls Royces roll up. (laughs) And a couple of gentlemen in suits come out, and she's like, oh, no. So, uh, she, uh, starts getting all, you know, hot and bothered. Um, but then they're like, wait, 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 whoa, 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 don't, don't cook us. We need your help. Like, they explain that they're part of this, this superhero program. (laughs) Yep. Where they're, they're getting loads of superhero powered people together to defend the world. Mm-hmm. And they need her help to go save this other psychic person. Uh, she gets put into this uh, this school. Yep. Um, for educating uh, like superpowered people like herself. Mm-hmm. But she's also part of this this team of like evolved people right. uh, that go around saving. And then they they save this this uh, person with like laser eyes. Uh, and then the laser-eyed person falls in love with her. But then, uh, this hunky boy <laughs> with razor blades in his hands comes over and is like, Hey, I'm gonna steal your girl. 
this is this is like uh 15 years in the future that okay. it like cuts to the future right um and he's like hey i'm gonna steal your girl i'm also 100 years old because i have healing powers and they're oh. like whoa anyway it's it's called um ex-human cool it also sounds like it would be a really good allegory for racism in the 60s Ooh. Oh, that would be good. It's just a rip-off of the X-Men. <laughs> in fact, it evolved into X-Men at the end. <laughs> it just turns into... Yeah. The end of the film is just the end of X-Men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's still a better X-Men than Apocalypse. My sequel is, yeah, she's on the farm, mm-hmm. and uh, out of nowhere, this young boy rocks up. Oh, no, boys. They always ruin everything. And he's like, I need help. I need help. I need to be saved. And she's like, well, what's the problem? And he's oh, she, no. And then, then then he's like, there are these evil cars chasing me. Can, can I please come and hide in your farm? And she's like, wow. yeah, you can come and hide in my farm. But why are you running? And then he reveals that he has ice powers. Whoa. And so they team up. It's fire and ice. He has shark powers. No, I was going to go Shark Boy and Lava Girl, but then I refused. Yes! No! And it just turns to Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah. And then they meet this kid in a dream, and then they come to life and they take him into this weird nightmare fuel world full of 3D effects from the early 2000s. I want to rewatch that movie. Yeah, no. I'm sure it's back. terrible, but I yeah. really want to rewatch it. Absolutely. Anyway, those are our two totally serious sequels, which means it's time for... Raving reviews. Uh. <laughs> sure. That's how right. you want to do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, uh, we know how the show works. I get the best reviews from the best people, you guys. There's some ratings. Uh, Sandra has to guess them. I'll tell them the actual review has to get the ratings. Let's just get into Ooh. it with our first one. Robert says, "You see, you like how I switched it, and I put the 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 river at at after the intro. Yeah, it was good. Come on, three stars. This was an amazing movie. What? That's that's what he says. Ah, okay. So first of all, who gave it three stars? I don't know. He doesn't reference anybody. He doesn't say anything. He says, come on." Three stars? This was an amazing movie. Well, that means it's above three stars. Obviously. But the fact that he brought up three stars makes me think that Robert yes. is going to rate it also more than four stars. Yes. So does that mean it's four and a half out of five stars, or is it five stars? I'm going to go four and a half, because I don't think this is a five-star movie. He says five out of five. Five out of five. He said this was an amazing movie, Sandra. So obviously I just put that one in because it had the three stars thing. Ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah. Very funny. Um, so I've got a different one. It doesn't have any stars in it. It doesn't reference the stars. It says, Daniel. He says, I give this movie a C minus. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, Sanjo, figure out what a C minus is. Uh, to a 2.5. It is. It is 2.5. Well done. Well done. Yeah. I know, I know the grading system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm surprised you got that one. I was like, oh, my God. Yes. This guy gave it a C minus. It's still pretty funny that he would give yeah, it a yeah, C Yeah, that will get Sandro. Damn it. Okay. Well, uh, Mr. No Username and or blank and or they just didn't have a username says, How many times does David Keats' nose bleed? <laughs> Question mark. Ho-hum. Boring adaption. Aww. Which brings up a good point. How many times did his nose bleed? 
Well, how many every... times did he scrunch up his face? It would probably be the same amount. This is something I noticed too, which I originally had in my notes, but I'm bringing it up here. Every time he uses his mind powers, his nose bleeds and mm. he scrunches up his face and it's great. I loved it. Ho-hum, boring adaption. I'm going to go two out yeah. of five. Uh, it's a one out of five. One oh, out of okay. five. William says, there's something about this movie I always like. I'm going to say... It sounds like a 4. Ooh, close. It's a 3.5. Uh, Very close okay. on that one. But they were a bit more middle of the road. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you probably get this one. Um, Charlie. Charlie says, Volunteer test subjects are given medication that kills most of them and brings out certain powers in others, including a young girl that can start fires with her mind. Shit. Um, and that wasn't a review, that was just a synopsis. Yes, also an incorrect synopsis. Yeah, because the, the thing doesn't give her powers, she's... She's born from two psychic people. Yeah. That's how she gets powers. That's how she gets them. So what is the mum's power? Oh no, she can read minds. That's right. She can read thoughts and he can control minds. Yeah. So that's their two sort of mind power differences. And they're both hot, and that's why she's yes. got five powers. <laughs> Hell yeah. Some parents were. Oh yeah, that makes sense, you know? Two two hotties make a super flame nuke powers. <laughs> yeah. That's math. I'm gonna go three point five for that one, even though that was the last review. I'm gonna go three point five. Oh, you got me. You got me. I did it. I did do that where I put three point five again. There just to go. try and trip you up. But Boom. you got that one. Well done. Nice, nice, nice. April says over and over again, explanation mark. What? <laughs> what? Over and over again. Is that a quote? Surely not. <laughs> I don't know. It might have been. Okay. Um. <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. That. Uh. Uh. <laughs> let's say. <laughs> let's say. The the three. It's a five out of five. Oh, okay. <laughs> over and over again. This <laughs> April. Amazing. Uh, and finally, we get to the joke that I was leading to because I agree with Bridget and mm. her exact statement, which is, this is an oldie, but a goodie. Oh. Hey! Boom. Yeah, nice. so there you go. Yes, Good so work. we had someone in the comments, uh, in the, the reviews that said, this is an oldie, but a goodie, which is the name of the show. That's the joke. I rate this movie a goodie. Sandro, what's the score? 3.5. Ooh, 3 out of 5. Very yeah, close. But yeah. I, I think will. you got I think you got 2 out of there. Yeah, I got 2. Which is, you, you know, there. bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Terrible. <laughs> That's the show. Thanks for listening to Firestarter. This has been a fun one. We, we've done Iceman and Firestarter this year. If you like the show, uh, best way to help us out is tell a friend. Just open up your messenger. Yeah. Grab the link of the show and whatever yeah. you listen to it with. And then just spam it like 20 times. Yeah. Preferably in a group chat. <laughs> just add all of your friends to Ooh, a group. Yes. And just send them a link to the podcast. See Absolutely. What and then send us a screenshot by emailing uh, oldiebuttagoodypod at gmail.com and we will give you the biggest shout out. We'll send you a DVD copy of Lassie. Oh yeah, I've still got that DVD copy of Lassie from last year if you want it. Oh yeah. So if you do that... One of these days someone will have it. It's only open for people in Australia. uh, Unless no one from Australia... Yeah, because you... Yeah, what is 
covering packaging laws. Oh boy. Anyway. To America? At the moment, you can't because of the whole thing. You gotta wait yeah. until it's over. It's a quarantine lift. Ripperuno. We're on YouTube if you care. Um, I do. YouTube's great. I love YouTube. I love people. I love people clicking on our, our YouTube videos, thinking it's a full movie, but instead it's just a a pod lame podcast. And they're like, "What the frick is this crap?" <laughs> yeah, that's good. I and then leave it a comment, be like, "Well, there's two idiots. Shut up." Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the show. Hey, that's the entire show. No. If we just shut up, it'd be an hour and a half of just silence, which would be a great episode to release at some point. We should do That's that. That's April Fool's. Yeah. Speaking of our awesome listeners, uh, the last three episodes have all done super well, so thanks to everyone wow, for checking it out. Much. I think people have been telling friends, so it's good. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you, friendo. Well, now it's that time of the show where we sit mm. back and we think back on all the things we've learnt this week on Old Ever and Goody. Ah, yes, the lesson that we learned. And then I also tell you a bunch of names of movies and you got to pick one to do next week. But, Sandra, what did you learn from this week? I learnt that fire's pretty cool. It is, except no, it's kind of the opposite of that. The lesson of this movie is to... Um, Set fire to government agents. <laughs> wow. Possibly not the message you should have picked up on there, but oh, we'll, we'll take it. Well, anything I do, it's all on Stephen King. He wrote this art, and ah, therefore... Ah, no, that's true. Send your angry letters via Stephen King at Gmail. <laughs> this, I love the idea that Stephen King is a Gmail account. That's actually Absolutely. super funny. I mean, he probably does. It's just probably not Stephen King at Gmail. Although I really hope it is. I really hope it is. Everyone send the screenshots also to Stephen King at gmail.com. Absolutely. Zach, you're picking next week's episode. You've got three options. Your first option is called Making the Grade. It's about a rich kid who is like, I'm not going to school. So the school expels him. And then his parents are like, well, seeing as you're not going to school, we're going to cut you off financially. Wow. What a movie. Your second option is finders keepers. That's one of my favourite rules. On the run from the police and a female roller derby team, a scam (laughs) artist steals a coffin and boards a train, pretending to be a soldier bringing home a dead war buddy. What? Was that a real sentence? Yep. Okay. And Jim Carrey's in it. It's like he has a small appearance as one of his first ever movie roles. Wow. Finders keepers. And then your third and final option is The Toxic Avenger. Ooh. It's about a uh, 98-pound nerd lands in a vat of toxic waste and becomes a monster or perhaps a superhero. Ooh. It's a gory, dark comedy. Oh. The Toxic Avenger. Really? Yeah. Okay, I was was thinking of the, uh, the geeky hero we did last time. Oh, Blank Man. Yeah, I was thinking of Blank Man, and I was like, ugh, I'm not sure. Like, because I would like to see a good, like, non-Marvel superhero movie sort of thing. But Mm. it's dark and gritty. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. Now I'm torn, because that other synopsis was wild. Yeah, Finders Keepers and the Toxic Avenger. I don't don't know what you're going to pick. On one hand, Jim Carrey. Yeah, he's only in it for, like... 10 minutes though probably yeah yeah like he's got a small part in it but as a budding comedian slash actor would be funny to see definitely although it'd be nice to see a good superhero film a gory superhero film as well yeah 
Yeah. That also reminds me of uh, what was it we watched? Was it The Crow? Yeah, The Crow from last yeah, year. Yeah, because The Crow was really good. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do uh, Let's do Tox Toxic Boy. Toxic Avenger. All right. I'll Toxic add Finders Keepers to the list of stuff that we should check out there. Yeah. No, that sounds interesting. Just the synopsis sounds wild. I want to know why he's on the run from a female roller derby team. Yes. That, that that's literally at the start, and I'm like, what? What? All right, next week, the Toxic Avenger. Uh, I'm I'm keen. I'm keen for yep. this one. This will be a fun okay. one. Uh, we, we might get a guest on. Yeah, let's, yeah, Let's wrap it up with our favorite quote from Firestarter. Mine is, Come on, take this pill, man. Swallow the pill. What are you doing, man? Swallow the pill. My one was, Ah! Ah! I'm on fire! Ah! <laughs> ah! I'm burning! Oh, God! The humanity... Why did I point a gun at a child with psychic powers? Ah! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.